Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 147. Welcome. I am thrilled that you're here. This is awesome. Uh, if you have noticed, there's been some time between the last few episodes. Um, things have been busy and little things going on here and there, but that we're going to get together just as if we'd never been apart. Not like I've missed you and you guys have missed me. We've got great content. And this is the internet. You can come back and listen to me all day long. 147 episodes. We're having a great time. Okay, I've got a great guest today. Good friend of mine. But before we get to our guest, let's talk about a few other things. First of all, a couple of projects out there that I'm tracking because they're my friends and I want to give them a shout out. First one is Daft Dice. D-A-F-T D-I-C-E. Daft Dice. Out on Kickstarter. They've got a $10,000 pledge level for solid gold dice with diamond pips. Does that sound awesome or what? But if you can't afford that one, they make all kinds of dice, wooden dice, acrylic dice, uh, dice towers, dice cups, all kinds of cool things. Take a look, Daft Dice. Uh, we're going to have them on the show, but we're going to talk about that a little bit. The other one is a uh, from a friend of mine who's been on the show, and that is Uva Eichert has a project called Freedom, the Underground Railroad by Academy Games, his game company. This project is doing great. It's at $24,000. It's got uh, a month to go. It's a cooperative game during the Civil War uh, time period where you all help run an underground railroad for escaping slaves. Great game. He and I have been talking about this for a year, so I'm thrilled to see that it's finally out there. I got something else I want to share because at the time of this recording, it's not type not quite ready, but I'm going to just tell you about it anyway, because by the time most of you listen to this, it will be ready. And that is on Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. You can go and take a look. I'm offering a five minute, five tips about Kickstarter. And what this is, Fiverr is like a crowdfunding platform where everything's at a $5 pledge level. But I've got this five-minute video that I'm putting out there to help people answer their – you know, I get all the time. Can you give me some advice? Yeah, I got five ideas. And for a $5 pledge, you get that. So go out and take a look on Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Look for my name, Richard Bliss, Funding the Dream, Kickstarter, all those keywords, and you should be able to find it. It's not quite out there yet, but by the time you're listening to this, hopefully it'll be there. Take a look, and if you're interested – Pledge your $5, help support the program, and we'll send that video over to you so you can watch it. All right, enough of the public service announcements. I think it's now time that we talk to our guest. My guest today is a professional, well, professional is not the right word, but a very seasoned crowdfunder and an experienced entrepreneur and businessman. He has recently uh, written a book about crowdfunding, which is currently being crowdfunded and about to, at the time of this recording, is just at the ending of its project. I want to welcome Devin Thorpe to the show. Devin, thanks for joining me. Richard, thank you. It's a real pleasure and a privilege to be on your show. I I know a lot about you, and it's an honor (laughs) to be invited to be on your program. Well, you and I had a lot of fun on your program. Uh, you are a regular contributor to Forbes. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it, it has been fun. I've been writing for Forbes now for a year, and uh, several months ago I converted uh, really my blog to a show. I still do an occasional written blog post, but more often than not now I do interviews uh, 
over Google Hangouts uh, and just have a ball with it. But the the very best interview I have ever done is with you, Richard Bliss. It was a lot of fun. We're, we're having technical difficulties. Uh, you're not coming through. No, no. No one was as much fun to interview as you are. You're, you're, a, you're a dynamic guy. You were great. You were a great guest, and I'm sure you're a great guest because you're a great host. So oh, I, I I, enough already. Okay, let's. I appreciate the invitation to be here with you. Well, we tried to do this a little earlier, but uh, uh, both of us kind of schedules kind of went different directions. You and I met at the Silicon Valley crowdfunding conference, which was a very interesting experience, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that was great. Uh, Again, you were moderating the panel I was on, and I was just uh, incredibly impressed by your talent and skill there as a as a moderator, as a speaker, um, but also as a crowdfunder. You get it, and this is really a relatively young industry, and there aren't a lot of people out there that really get it, and a lot of people trying to learn and figure it out. But you get it. So why? And that came, we both, I think, maybe I did, maybe you, I'm not sure about you, but I, my eyes were opened about just that comment right there at the Silicon Valley crowdfunding conference is that that group, it was all about equity funding, equity crowdfunding. And you and I were coming at it from a total different direction, uh, rewards-based crowdfunding, basically Kickstarter, and yours is more cause-based crowdfunding around social issues. And I was just shocked at the little awareness that that crowd that that audience had for that the whole world isn't trying to raise equity for their companies. That's right. That's right. And, and uh, it, it is interesting. I think that that is going to uh, expand crowdfunding dramatically, but there is already a lot of crowdfunding going on. And, and part of what is interesting to me is the number of projects that are uh, failing to reach their potential. People who have something great, the perfect thing for crowdfunding, are putting it out there and not raising money. And that's why uh, I wrote my book. It's why you do your show. It's why we're doing what we do, I think, Richard, because there are so many people who have great ideas and don't quite understand what it is about crowdfunding that makes it work. And it isn't magic or luck. No. And so tell us about your book, because that's why we wanted to have you on the show, was uh, the project. You wrote the book. You've crowdfunded it, crowdfunded the, the book. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so uh, the book is called uh, Crowdfunding for Social Good, Financing Your Mark on the World, and it is about how to run a crowdfunding campaign if you are a social entrepreneur, if you are a nonprofit organization, if you've got a cause that you are interested in. And, and I define that really quite broadly. So uh, while we never, while most people don't think of Kickstarter as a, uh, a cause-based platform, you, if you look, you'll find that there are a number of projects, typically creative projects, that have some social aspect to them. Uh, in, in my book, I use the example of a, a woman uh, named uh, Martha Griffin, whose son was born with a port wine stained birthmark on his face. And she wanted to teach him to value what made him special, what to value the thing that was different about him. And so she wrote a book, had it professionally illustrated and published, and she crowdfunded $35,000 on Kickstarter for her book. 
But it, but to me, that wasn't just a creative project. It was uh, a social project. She had a mission, right, to, to encourage not only her son, but all kids who are born with uh, a birthmark on their face to feel special, to feel good, and not feel uh, or be ridiculed. That is one of the things that I've discovered is that oftentimes people become stymied by the fact that they they – they are part of a nonprofit or they want to raise funds for a nonprofit and they go look at Kickstarter and Kickstarter's like, eh, no causes, no nonprofits, no, you know, no charities. Yet if you're creative, there's always a way a nonprofit can do a Kickstarter project. You just can't do the project for the nonprofit. That's right. That's right. You've got to, it's got to be for something creative. And uh, so there are lots of ways to use Kickstarter for campaigns that uh, are tied to a cause, tied to a message. But, uh, but yeah, you can't just go on Kickstarter and say, I want to raise uh, $10,000 to, to fight cancer. So what crowdfunding platform – because you didn't use Kickstarter to, uh, to do your book. No, we, I used uh, a site called Start Some Good, startsomegood.com. Uh, it's uh, a great site. It's, uh, it's been growing. I – I used it to crowdfund the publication of my uh, last book uh, called Your Mark on the World uh, about a year and a half ago and got to know the founder over there pretty well, uh, Alex Budak, great guy. And so I, I debated there are a lot of sites, lots and lots of sites where I could go, but I, just, I, I actually just kind of felt a little loyalty to him because he'd helped me raise $600. <laughs> okay. For <laughs> the first for the first, uh, for the first book. So, so, so somebody who's listening, um, uh, most of my audience is going to be focused around Kickstarter. That's the target that I go after. Sure. But, but a lot of people have these ideas. They're listening to the show and they've got this cause. They've got this social good that they want to do. Where should they start looking? Is, is this one of the sites that they should go take a look at? Startsomegood.com? Yeah, it's certainly one of the sites to consider. Um, it's it's a good site uh, if especially if you're not a, uh, a registered charity uh, because they they don't have a long history with charities. I think they're just now putting together a program to work with bona fide charities, but their history is really with uh, cause based uh, projects and uh, social entrepreneurs. So it's it's a great platform for that, but. Uh, Fundly.com is the site I generally recommend for uh, causes that uh, are nonprofits, but you can also be a for-profit, cause-based uh, program on Fundly.com. In fact, you could do a creative project on Fundly. You can do anything on Fundly. They're officially agnostic, but people go there generally for uh, things like Habitat for Humanity. Habitat has raised over a million dollars on uh, on Fundly. So that's a great example. Um, another young, a nine-year-old girl uh, raised nearly half a million dollars uh, there for her, her fight to end child slavery. Uh, you may have heard her. She's a little girl out there in the Bay Area uh, called Vivian Har. I don't know if you've heard her story, but just a neat girl uh, started doing a, a daily... Uh, lemonade stand to raise money and then migrated her campaign to include uh, crowdfunding and raised a bunch of money. And she now sells her 
lemonade in grocery stores and uh, and the profits go to fight uh, uh, child trafficking. Wow. So your book uh, obviously was inspired by these types of stories. And um, somebody who's looking for some help on crowdfunding, what can they expect to find out out of your book? And uh, and what would you uh, what would you say to somebody who's got a project like sim- you know, maybe not as grandiose as trying to end child slavery, but maybe has a cause. What what kind of advice do you give them, and what can they be what can be found in your book? Well, the key thing in the book is is really the practical advice. I've got great stories that are inspiring and give you some case studies to look at and and uh, examples to follow. But the key thing is to to, to see kind of a uh, a. A model for how you do this, and it isn't so much a uh, a boilerplate model. Follow these instructions and execute as much as it is uh, a guide to help you think through what works. But it's a key to the work you have to do, and I think that's what most people who are failing at crowdfunding are failing to understand is the work involved. And you, I'm sure you see this too with the people you talk to. People come to you and say. My campaign's not working. Or you see a campaign that's struggling, and and they're just not doing the work the right way. Yeah, I oftentimes those people come to me and they're like, "Hey, would you back my project? And, you know, help me spread the word." And it's two or three weeks into the project. It's at ten percent funding. They're trying to raise another ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. They've got you know a couple of weeks to go, and I always give them the same advice: cancel the project. Wow. Because yeah. on Kickstarter, there's no bad that happens when you cancel the project because yeah. it, it disappears. First of all, Kickstarter hides it, and then you just simply relaunch and contact all those people and tell them you retooled, you relaunched, and try it again. But if you're reaching out to me for the very first time and our first correspondence is give me money, yeah. uh, I'm not going to respond to that. And that's that's one of the number one failures that I tell people is that – You've got to build that relationship and that tribe and that crowd and those fans long before you start asking anybody for money, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, I take it a step further back at, at some level. I, I, I'm, I'm frequently I'm, – I'm shocked at the number of times I'm pinged uh, through one social media platform or another by people who point me to a campaign that literally has no backers. They right. want me to be the first backer. They want me to promote this to my audience without having the, the comfort that they've raised any money. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you, I'm sure, agree. You've got to be able to bring those people close to you in first, right? It starts with your inner circle, your friends, your family, literally your mother. If your mother won't back you, why on earth should anyone else back you? We got to start with mom. If, if mom, if mom won't put five bucks in, there is something wrong with your campaign. I'm sorry, there is. There is. So how do you, um, Devin? There are, and not and not to make light of it, but there are thousands of causes out there, right? Oh. There, there is so much help, uh, need, and uh, how how do you not get overwhelmed by just the inability to give money to everybody? Well, it, it is a frustration, and I think we all feel it. And, and clearly, the remedy for for social entrepreneurs, for nonprofit leaders, for would be donors, for all of us, 
it is to ignore what we can't do and focus on what we can do. And uh, regardless of the chair you're sitting in, if you are focused on that, what you can do, then that allows you to do something in the face of what seems like an overwhelming uh, set of problems that can't be solved. So how does somebody find, we've only got a couple minutes here left, how does somebody find your project? By the time we're recording this, uh, you've only got a couple of days left. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so how do they find their project if they hear it in the next couple of days? And then how do they continue to support you and what you're trying to do after the campaign ends? Where do they go? Yeah, the easy way to find it is to go to yourmarkontheworld.com. And uh, there are links there to the campaign. Uh, or you could hit uh, bit.ly slash cf. Number four, social good. Serious. You, you verbally gave a bit.ly URL for people to write down. I all did. Right. All right. So your, okay, your mark on the world.com. That's what yeah. we're going to send people. Okay. All right. Your mark on the world.com. They go there. They can find your crowdfunding project right now, right? Yep. And after the project ends, your mark on the world.com, will they be able to still order the book? How will that work? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll be able to find uh, the information and the links for buying the book right there at yourmarkontheworld.com for and sure. If, and if they want to hear more about what you're doing, because you have some great guests and you do a, talk about a lot of good stuff on your Forbes column. How do they find you on Forbes? Uh, so that's blogs.forbes.com slash Devin Thorpe. And Devin is D-E-V-I-N-T-H-O-R-P-E. Blogs.forbes.com slash Devin Thorpe. That's how they find you on uh, Forbes. I would strongly recommend my listeners to to take a listen to uh, Devin and a read because you have both video interviews and your uh, written column. Yeah. Good stuff. And uh, they can find you, again, we'll just say yourmarkontheworld.com. Well, Devin, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to come talk about the book, talk about the project. How long did it take you to do the book? I spent nearly a year working on this book, uh, and I didn't expect it to take that long. It's, uh, I wrote my other books faster, uh, but uh, it's been a, a great project learning, really learning how, to, how crowdfunding works. Well, I was inspired when I met you by what you're doing, and I continue to be inspired. Thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's my privilege. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. In this case, it's Funding the Dream through uh, Cause Funding with Devin Thorpe. His book can be found on his website, yourmarkontheworld.com. His project ends in just a couple of days. Great opportunity for you to go and take a look at what he's done. You can also find him at blogs.forbes.com slash Devin Thorpe on Forbes. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring. I know this, uh, I had Devin on because I've been inspired by some of the things he's already done and I wanted to share it with you, my listening audience. And so I appreciate you tuning in, listening, and we're looking forward to seeing you be inspired so that we can find your project out there so that we can help you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.